0: You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. Holly Cotton here, hosting Beyond the Fit. And April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And as the mother of a daughter, one being a woman in general, I thought it was really important for us to bring awareness to this topic. So I'm so excited. You guys know I'm always excited about my guests, (laughs) but I'm super excited today to actually welcome Lieutenant Merrill Merricks, who is with the New Orleans Police Department, and he is actually in the specialized sexual crime investigations. So he's very much an expert in this. So thank you, Lieutenant Merricks, for gracing us with your expertise.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So first, I know that was a lot of words because even I had to look at my paper to see everything that you're responsible for. (laughs) Can you kind of just tell us exactly what does specialized sexual crime investigation mean and what exactly you do?
1: Anything Anything dealing with sexual assault from, okay, so there's two divisions. You have child abuse, Of course, then you have sex crimes, which is mainly for adults as well, anyone 18 and older. So our job is basically to investigate any sexual assault that occurs in and around the city of New Orleans. Of course, when we say sexual assault, a lot of people assume that it's something that was done against someone's will. But um, being in this unit for over eight years... It's a lot that I learned that I didn't know, (laughs) you know, growing up as well. So a lot of it has to do with just not the act, but the the education and the knowledge of it as well.
0: Okay, so that's actually very interesting. And I, one, can't wait to go more into that about things that you didn't even know about. So what I kind of wanted to just basically talk about, because one, I already did an April Awareness show because April is also autism awareness. And my daughter, who's a high school senior, came in and she was like, wait a minute, um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. and You have to do a show about sexual assault awareness. I didn't realize that one, it is a very big talking topic for yeah. even high schoolers. And I didn't realize how common some of the, ways to actually do assault were like for me i'm guess because i'm old school i figure assault means rape what are like some of the some of the common assaults that we may not even know about and what are some of the common salts out of course that we do like what do you see more commonly
1: well again it, de- it depends on what state you live in. Some states use different verbiage. you New Orleans, we use sexual assault, uh, 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 rape, of course, first degree, second degree, third degree. But it's funny because the verbiage change, but the crime doesn't. And I always use an example of statutory rape, for example. Uh, we all have heard of statutory rape. When in the state of Louisiana, we call it carnal knowledge of a juvenile. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That verbiage is used as a tool of what I would call getting someone to confess. So in other words, again, everyone heard of statutory rape. That deals with when you have sex with someone who's under the age of consent. In Louisiana, the age of consent is 18 years old. I'm sorry, 17 years old. And each state's valid. Some states is as young as 15 years old. But in Louisiana, it's 17 years old. It doesn't matter where it happened in Louisiana. If the victim, it could be male or female, is over the age of 17, then that's totally different. And we're talking about statutory rape. But that doesn't apply to someone who takes a 15-year-old and brings them to, let's say, another state where the age is 15 consent and you have sex with them in that state. Once you, once you cross state lines, then it becomes another crime, regardless of how old she is and regardless of what their age of consent is. If you cross state lines with the intent and purpose of having sex with that person in another state, then, of course, that's when feds get involved. So, nevertheless, we hit, we have a lot of what we call chronology of a juvenile. Those are one of the reasons why I got involved in this this unit. A lot of our young people, especially, because they feel that when you hit a ra- rape or uh, sexual assault, you think of a crime of force. And it's not. It has to do a lot with knowledge. For example, again, once you make 17 years old, you're considered uh, in, in the sex crime, you're considered an adult. You can give consent. Anyone under 17 years old, there are different particulars of, involved. And a lot of times I don't teach this to the kids because they get confused, but... Oh, uh, he
0: said, I'm 17, I can do what I want to do.
1: <laughs> right. You know, but it, it goes like... So there's there's two types of common analogy of a juvenile. There's a misdemeanor and there's a felony. Felony being if the person was four years in a day older than you, then it's a felony. If she's two years in a day, or he, two years in a day older than you, then it's a misdemeanor. But when you say two years in a day, who's counting? you know, and the the fact is, especially for the fellas, lack of knowledge of her age is no excuse, so she can, you can say, well, she told me she, or he told me there was 16 or 17, there's no excuse, pretty much, so the burden of proof lies on the perpetrator, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you knew this person was Mm -hmm. at a certain age, other than that, and that's, that is how a lot of young people are getting caught up, because Mm -hmm. they don't teach that in school, that's taboo, so And what they learn on TV and in the streets is not 100% factual. So I use, I go around to the schools and to other organizations and I educate the youth as well as the adult on a lot of these laws associated with sex crime. Because guess what? As a young man in college and growing up in high school, I look back on my life and I say, I made a a lot of mistakes, (laughs) you know, and I thank God life was different then. But had I had someone to educate me on a lot of these laws, um you know, you know, not that I got in trouble for it, but i I had to learn the fact that you know that is somebody's child, and then on top of that, I have a daughter as well,
0: so right. I know how it
1: feels now, but you know none of it was intentional, but it, again it was a lack of knowledge, you know, I didn't know,
0: and I think to kind of piggyback on what you said whenever we're talking about the youth and that age group, because everything they do is technical. There are so many people in your DMs on Snapchat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like old school where you know, they knew your mama, they mm-hmm. whose house, like you're right. meeting people that you've never heard of, you don't know. So I think that plays a Uh, like a big part in how some people are meeting as well that aren't able to know we went to kindergarten together so we're not close to age you know Mm -hmm. I know everyone that was my age because we started off at kindergarten together so Mm -hmm. if you were like in middle school and I'm in high school then I know as an adult there's like a four or five year difference Mm -hmm. so I think that might have something to do with it too do you hear that a lot
1: Yes. Let me see. With the emergence of the cell phone and technology, sex crowd, sex crimes have basically exploded. And and again, it has nothing to do with force or anything else. It's knowledge. People today think that, and, and I, you, I'm glad you said Snapchat, because that is one of the biggest misconceptions that we deal with on a reg, regular basis. Because Snapchat has a rule that it goes away in 24 hours. Biggest lie they can ever tell to anyone, because in a lot of federal law, Uh, agencies have to keep all of that data on file for up to 10 years. So even though it may disappear from your phone, we can get it and there's nothing but a subpoena. And if we can get it, anyone can get it. So I tell young ladies today, when you're taking these photos and videos of yourself and you're sending it to these little boys and you're thinking, and little boys do the same and you're thinking it's going away in 24 hours. It doesn't. Once it's in cyberspace, it's in cyberspace and it's stuck out there for anyone to get it. So all I could do is I I, I preach to them daily, you know, be smart. You know, don't trust no one. Because the person on the other end of that phone or the other end of that IG profile or that Facebook profile is not necessarily the person who you think you're talking to. Right. These criminals are so smart. They could steal someone's photo and create an entire profile and and grab your child who thinks she's going to meet this young Handsome young man, but not realizing she's meeting a 30 something year old man who basically just like the movie. You're about to be taken.
0: Right. And
1: and and human trafficking is next to drugs. It's the second largest money making business in the world. Billions of dollars. And and the thing is, when I tell young ladies, when you're gone and I tell my daughter the same thing, I'm not like Neil. What his name? Leave <laughs>
0: yeah, right. right. I don't, I don't me some.
1: You, you taken. <laughs> yeah, you taken. I'm a fight. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna give up. But unlike him, I don't have that technique. And, and I say skills. that to my daughter all the time
0: because <laughs> we travel overseas, and I'm mm-hmm. always like, "All right, now look, they do their own set of laws here, mm-hmm. and I don't have special skills, so y'all better right. stay close." Right. <laughs>
1: you have to be careful on these cell phones and
0: right we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back welcome back to beyond the
1: fit you know and these are the boys get these videos and these photos and they don't want to share it with their friends and again you know you're dealing with two crimes here so again i said earlier if you don't know her age or she may have told you she's a certain age then not only uh sexting and so forth but also if the person if she's under the age of 13 or 14 in state louisiana it's child pornography so you're locking yourself into another crime all of that because one of the issues is our young people today they play child game with adult consequences and in their mind it's child's play you know hey we all do sharing videos and pictures and everything else but when big brother comes knocking it's no longer child's play. You, you face some serious consequences. We have to educate them and let them know as hard as it is that, you know, these laws are here for a reason and they're here to stay. And there's nothing you can do besides voting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we encourage them to vote, but the laws are made to basically handcuff our youth at an early age because nobody's right. going to hire anyone with a sex crimes conviction. And you didn't have to have a conviction and arrest because it, it, it speaks a lot about your character and trust.
0: Right, so, yes. and for doing something stupid and now right. your whole life is gone, mm-hmm. right. So what I wanted to ask also uh, on the sexual assault, I, because I know it's hard for me because I'm not necessarily in that circle or around a lot. What are some common places for the sexual assault for me. And I've researched to do this show because I like to be Mm -hmm. educated about the topic. And I'm looking and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was, you know, when I'm thinking of sexual assault, like you said, I think of someone getting thrown on a bed in a hotel and getting Mm -hmm. raped. What are some of the common places that you, as an expert in so many years in this, are witnessing?
1: You'd be surprised at home. It's amazing, and again, most people think of rape. The word rape, you think of mm-hmm. a someone jumping out of a, out of the bushes, dragging you behind a house. <laughs> I do, everybody. I do. Right, <laughs> right. And don't get me wrong, we have those, and and it's like rapists are they're, they're categorized. You know, we have some people out there who it's a sickness, and it cannot be cured. So no matter what you do, they're sick, and just so like pedophilia, it's a sickness. It 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 happens. But a lot of times, especially for young people, when I say young mm-hmm. people, I'm talking about young kids and so forth. Rape or better yet, molestation happens a lot of times inside of the home. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the parent. It could be a relative, a pastor, a, a friend, because it's all based on trust. And what they mm. do is they groom. They groom their victim. And what we, we don't even call them victims. We call them survivors. OK, they groom the survivor. And by giving them money, candy, gifts, and they build that trust around them. That way, when that first action occurs, they feed them what you want, mom. I'm gonna give you some more money, or I'm gonna give you some more candy, or I'm, I'm gonna buy you this dress. Um, don't tell mom and dad, it would ruin the family. So, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how this happened. So, they groom them. And what a lot of people don't realize is, especially when you're dealing with pedophiles, they like certain aspects of their survive in other words when they get to a certain age they start developing and a lot of pedophiles don't like that they want you to look like a kid so what happens is they move on to the next one so it starts with the sister then when she when he finished the little the big sister he goes to the little sister little brother in some cases it doesn't matter so we we we, we talk to the kids and we we have certain programs that we got to alert the kids, to let them know that it's okay to tell someone, whether it be a school teacher, your parents, your pastor, or social worker, whoever may be a relative. You know, you have to tell someone because if not, it's not going to stop. And, but we also want them to know that do it when you're ready. When it comes to pedophiles, especially young kids, they have time because this is a crime that can get somebody life in prison. So there's no statute of limitations on it. And what that means is and it has happened. We have had grown women recognize someone in the middle of the street 20, 30 years later and say, hey, this guy raped me when I was a child and and they've been prosecuted for it. So they never forget. Survivors never forget as so so well as the the perpetrators. So we see a lot of that at home. But like I say, the explosion is coming through the cell phones, Mm -hmm. the hookups. You know, right, young kids on phone.
0: That's why when, when they slide know. in my DMs, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and I'm <laughs> right. grown.
1: <laughs> right, you 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 never know who you're dealing with. If you don't right. know that person or someone else who knows that person, I mean, it's it's hard to trust. It it really is because you don't know anything about them. And 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 the thing is, when when you're out. And especially, and I can only speak of New Orleans. You know, I'm, you you know about Bourbon Street and French Quarters and everything else. Now, go, don't get me wrong, I love this city. But when I started working on in sex crimes, Bourbon Street, I started taking a little side out of Bourbon Street because of all the crime, all the rapes that occurred there. And and don't get, it's not bad. It's just the way that it happened. Right. And and a lot of times, because people go there, they take their hair down, they drink, and they and they and next thing you know, they they you know, the purpose of going on Bourbon Street is to get drunk. Right, And if you don't have that one person with you to be your sober buddy, those perpetrators are out there to take advantage of you. And they don't just rape you, they rape you and rob, you know? So it's a crime of opportunity and you have to remind yourself, don't put yourself in a situation. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. How do you not put yourself in a situation? Well, and that goes for males and females, because Mm -hmm. even as a male and as a police officer as well, I would never put myself in a situation where I could be accused of rape because... They tend to believe the per- the victim more than they will believe right. me. Right.
0: You know, because true. I should know
1: better. I should know better. So I have to be uh, mindful of where I'm at, what I'm doing. But, you know, I tell everyone, just make sure you have someone which you, who you can trust. Make sure you know where you're surrounded. There's a lot of apps where you can download and everyone can see where you're at. If there is a crime, if there is something that's ha- that happened to you, we tell them all the time, make a lot of noise. Don't scream help. Scream fire. i'm saying people run to (laughs) fight you know right when they scream help everybody they're running
0: the other way (laughs) right
1: Right. scream fire but also um you know and 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 hard as it may seem we tell people fight you know fight fight as much as you can because and and if it gets to the point where you can't fight anymore continue fighting (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm so but we don't want you to get killed we we don't want anyone to get killed (laughs) but again Um, keep someone with you at all times. And I say the cell phone has become our weakness. People walk down the street and their face is built into their cell phone. They're not paying attention to their surroundings. And we're trying to get people to please just just put your phone in your pocket and make sure you know where you're going.
0: Right, right, Mm -hmm. right. And share your location. And (laughs) You had said something, and actually I wanted to kind of ask that anyway, so I'm glad that you brought that up. I know that, just, I know from me being a nurse, I have had some indirect instances of like the after effect and some mm-hmm. of the PTSD, things mm-hmm. like that. I just wanted to ask you as, you know, a Lieutenant and being in this for so long to kind of express why it's important to report if you are a victim of assault because a lot of times you're like it doesn't matter it just was me or it was this or you know whatever and we kind of just hold on to it or hide it or shy away can you explain why it's important to report it
1: okay great 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 question if you're ever a victim of a sexual assault one of the things we tell everyone is go to the hospital immediately okay okay here in Louisiana, well, in New Orleans, at least, we, we tell everyone to go to University Hospital. University Hospital does our, sex, our rape kits, our sexual assault exams. They call them sane nurses. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that, sexual assault nurses. So uh, we tell them to go to the hospital and get the exam immediately. You do not need the police involved immediately. A lot of times, a survivor might feel like, oh, it was my fault. I let my guards down. Or nobody's going to believe me. And... That is so far from the truth, but we have to understand because based on the knowledge that they know about sexual assaults, however, that shouldn't stop you from going to the hospital to get that exam for two reasons. Number one is to protect you from any type of diseases or sickness that you may develop. But also if you change your mind, you could change your mind the next day. You could change your mind the next year. You could change your mind 10 years from then. We got the evidence. Because when you go to the hospital, they preserve the evidence. And evidence stays on file forever until you're ready to go, go to the police. But if you wait, there is no evidence. The evidence will be destroyed. You either take a shower or go in the restroom. So one of the things we tell people, do not go to, if if you can't, please do not go to the restroom. Do not take a shower. If you do take a shower, the underwear that you was wearing, put it in a paper bag, not a plastic bag, a paper bag, and make sure it goes with you to the hospital. Now, we have a thing called chain of custody. You can't give it to someone and who gives it to someone, <laughs> you know, because then the contamination is there. But we, right. we tell her, even if you want to put it up somewhere, we'll deal with the other stuff later. But preserve as much as you can. All right. So that's the most important thing. Go to the hospital.
0: We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit.
1: Get that sexual assault exam done. You could tell them then, hey, I don't want the police involved. I just want to get this exam done and then you can go home. We have resources as well. Social workers, counselors, medical. Like I said, we have the nurses, we have doctors. We have resources on file to assist because it's a very traumatic situation. And, you know, being a male, sometimes it's hard for me to understand. And, and I was, before it was, but mm-hmm. now working in the field, I clearly understand. And my passion is to give those victims, those survivors, that closure to know that, hey, that's what we are here for. Nobody don't believe. We you know, we believe everything that you're telling. Our objective is to make sure that this person doesn't do it to anyone else. Because that's the most crucial thing, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they think they're the only one, but they don't realize there's multiple victims. You all may not know each other because a serial rapist is not going to rape friends. They're going to bounce around. Right. And that's the purpose of going get that rape kit, because even if we catch him 10 years from now, we could bring your case in now because we match the DNA and if the DNA match. He's your perpetrator. Even if you never saw his face, you cannot run from Dana. Right. We need you to go to the hospital. We need you to get that exam. And after that, we just need you to get some help. We offer help, like I said, but if, you know, sometimes family therapy is the best, again, the most important thing is getting that evidence, bed sheets, bed, underwear, whatever you can bring, bring it and put it in an old, like one of the most swagman bags. I know you remember that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, one of those paper bags and fold it up and, and bring it with you to the hospital.
0: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Lieutenant Merrick's is in New Orleans. And if you guys don't know, that's in Louisiana. Um, (laughs) So, um, because like I said, you know, with our Ebony podcast show, we are global. The key to that is wherever you are, go to the hospital first. So don't feel like you need to wait and call the police because they will contact law enforcement at the hospital. So I think that that was a. mm -hmm.
1: But let me say that they will contact the law enforcement only at the survivor's request so they're gonna ask the survivor do you want the police involved mm-hmm. and if, if the survivor says no they will not contact police the only thing they would do is tell us hey we have a kit we need you guys to pick up and the kit won't even have the person's name on it because it remains confidential okay but they have a hospital number that they give them so the hospital can identify them when need be okay but usually they just put they don't even put the name on it and again when that person is ready to come forward that's when we get that information and we move forward. But we tell right. them get that get go get that kit because if they wait and then decide a week later to come forward, retrieving that evidence becomes harder because a lot of times you know again they they they're taking a shower the evidence right. may have evaporated you know, evaporated, whatever it may be. So we try to get them to go to the hospital as soon as possible and at least retrieve that evidence.
0: <laughs> right. And, and that just kind of reiterates why shows like this are so important right. because even though I may not be a victim or maybe I may not ever have anything that happens because I'm hearing you and I'm hearing Things that I need to do, I'm able to pass that on to my daughter. And mm-hmm. then my daughter is going to tell that to her friends and whoever is listening. So even though we may not be a direct survivor of it, I think that this is so important because we need a platform to educate people. Because right. the first thing you think is someone threw me on the bed, take shower to wash all right. this off mm-hmm. of me and then call the police. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you like really. Explain that to us. This is a key thing because I always hear this. (laughs) I know you're a police officer, so you get a lot of hate, (laughs) but (laughs) a lot of people always say it doesn't matter. They're not going to do anything. Why should I go through all of this? Nothing's going to happen to them. Like, no one's going to get punished. Can you just kind of tell us from the professional law enforcement side? Once I do say someone assaulted me, I went and I got the rape kit, whatever, at the hospital. What happens then, so that I know my complaint is valid?
1: Okay. So after that, a remember a, 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 a um, survivors' their story is confidential. Mm-hmm. So you're you're pretty much going to be dealing with one person throughout this entire process. So typically. When they arrive at the hospital, the first contact you're going to make, and this is if they go to the hospital, if they call from home, a uniform officer is going to come out. The uniform officer is going to get the basic information, what happened, where it happened, do you know the perpetrator, and so forth. Once they get that information, they notify a sex crime detective. The detective comes out, and after that, that's the only person you're going to deal with throughout your entire investigation. So the detective comes out and basically digs deeper into the incident. Where did it happen? Do you know the perpetrator what time what were you wearing did you again did you use the restroom did you take a shower do you have any type of communication prior to that they're going to dig because what happens when we make contact with the perpetrator if the perpetrator is known our objective is to basically determine what happened all right and then again remember I told you a lot of times sex crimes is a lack of knowledge and a lot of times you know we live in New Orleans alcohol runs like water here mm. and there are two laws on the book now that that is associated with alcohol. You got second degree and third degree. All right. Second degree being if the person is drunk, but you didn't serve it to them. Third degree being if you served it to them. All right. So, you know, we have drop through daiquiri shop. So if a guy goes to a daiquiri shop, buys a young lady a daiquiri, put two shots in it, and then she gets drunk, he takes advantage of her. That's a different type of rape. If he meets her and she's already drunk, And he takes advantage of it. That's another type of rape. But either way, they're all rape, all right? And they're all sexual assault. So those are the things that we try to educate everyone on is to know when you've been sexually assaulted. And again, a lot of times they think, oh, I wasn't raped because I wasn't forced. No, you were, but you wasn't, you you know, you you, kind of, they they get a little caught up with the verbiage. But no, if you were given Mm -hmm. alcohol, And you were drunk in your mind. You were drunk. You were raped. And again, when we bring the perpetrators in, there's ways we can get a confession out of them for that. But again, we educate, we even educate the perpetrator, to let them know, because at the end of the day, they're also out of mouthpieces. And they're the ones going out and saying, hey, don't do that. I got caught up with that. And I'm telling you guys now, you're facing 50 years in prison behind that. So again, we don't want, we don't want, uh, how can I put this? When we arrest someone, we know we got them. A lot of times it's because of DNA, all right. If the perpetrator say I didn't do it, but your DNA there, you just lied to me because there's no right. way to explain how your DNA got there. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right. So, so, and a lot of times they don't know, that, right? <laughs> right, right there. You know how do you explain this to me? You know, but the most thing is the most important thing is we want the survivor to know that we are your we are your mouthpiece in court because a lot of times the survivors. Don't even go to court, all right? We are there to represent the survivor. Whenever you talk to that detective, you're 100% honest. Again, nothing is your fault. We are there to support you, to help you. And whether you think once someone believes you or not, that is not a reason not to talk, all right? And again, our objective is to make them comfortable, make them safe, and we build a village around them. Family, churches, civic organizations, resources, because no one deserves this, and like I told you, I you know I have a daughter as well, and I wouldn't want anyone to do that to my daughter. So again, once once the detective gets that information, everything flows to detective. Once it goes to the uh, it goes to the district attorney's office, they hear the case. We do what's called a status hearing where we, we we determine if the case is strong enough to go forward. If it's not, a lot of times they'll tell you we need more of this, more of that. We set a date for court, and then once we go to court, the rest is history. A lot of times they plead before they even go to court. That's the most, that's what people don't realize. They will plead before they go to court. So, because they know they can't win. So, don't think that a lot of these cases don't get um, judi- adjudicated. They do. It's just the fact that you don't see it in court because the person has pleaded to it then. And one of the things that they're doing, especially to our young people, that we try to educate them is, you know, registering as a sex offender. That is one of the things that, uh, how can I put this? I agree with, but then I don't because yeah, because sometimes- it's,
0: it's it's like okay, let me let me tell you, Lieutenant Merricks. It's like you were a hoe in high school and moved to somewhere else, and you want to start <laughs> life over and not pretend you were a hoe in high school, mm-hmm. but it, it follows you forever.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, that's just how it is, no matter where you go, right? Sex offender, you know. You can't participate in Halloween. You can't go to your kid's school. You can't go to Disney World. You can't go to the parades. Anywhere where kids may be, you cannot go. And a lot of times, again, it goes back to: I was seventeen, she was fourteen, but yet we was in the same school. We was in the same class in some cases, you know. Right. And when you put these two groups of people together, it's hard to say no or to get to uh, separate them and let them know, "Hey, you, I don't care what she's wearing. She's fourteen years old." You're right. seventeen, you know. I
0: don't care. Yeah, I don't care right. how much contouring she has on. Right. She's fourteen.
1: She's fourteen, and again, a lot of these young people feel like I didn't. She, I didn't force her. She wanted to have sex. Mm-hmm. That's when knowledge comes in. She's mm-hmm. fourteen. So what happens? They, when that happens, a lot of times these guys plead out, and they plead to register as a sex offender, not realizing you are basically in prison. You may not physically be in prison, but you're in prison for the rest of your life because, you, like you say, no matter where you go you a right home? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly you you, you, yep. I'm gonna
0: yep. let you I'm gonna let you use that one as a reference <laughs> in the future. Thank you <laughs> really quick. do you see a trend in a specific age group for assault or ethnicities? Do you guys see a trend in like dang, it seems like every case we get is uh this or this group or from this area? Do y'all have like a correlation?
1: Well, yeah. Well, again, with the high school students, with the with the cell phone usage, we seen an influx in cases with that. Uh, and again, a lot of it had to do with you know video voyeurism, sexting, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Because again, they're playing, they're playing. It's child's play, but with adult consequences. So in their mind, they think, okay, it's all right for me to send a video to this guy. He's it's just him. And you know, being a fella, oh no, I got to show my boy. I got to give me right. some, some, some stripes, you know. <laughs> and next thing you know, it's all around school. The girl is upset. Then the parents get involved. And I tell boys all the time, there's a thing called CYA, and you know what that means, right? I'm about to say the magic word. A lot of people, when I tell them, you know, there's there's two types of CYA. All right. Mm-hmm. Of course, most people think CYA means cover your ass, right? Right? <laughs> right. But it does, you know. But for the for the perpetrator, mean call your attorney. Cause you're going to oh, jail, really? you know what I'm saying? So, and, and what happens, you know? And again, it goes both ways, male mm-hmm. and female. When mom and dad gets involved, it goes from being consensual to oh, he forced me,
0: because right? Because they don't want to get in time.
1: Right? It's CYA time,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and and for the perpetrator, you there's no way out now because. You know, the, the burden of proof lies on the perpetrator. You have mm-hmm. to prove that it didn't happen. So I educate these young men and these young women because you'd be surprised how many young women are getting caught up as well mm-hmm. with having inappropriate sex with, 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 with little boys or so. Be it. And, you know, especially with the uh, emergence of female on female, male on male, you know, it doesn't matter. Sex crimes is sex crimes. Right. So and, you know, I, I tell fellas all the time, you oh, know, yeah, men get raped, too.
0: The only mm-hmm. problem
1: is men don't tell. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're afraid, you know, their manhood is going to be tested. But guess what? We fall into the same category as women. Mm-hmm. You out there, you're drinking, you get drunk, you end up in a wrong location, you're going to get violated. And and, and and it can happen to anyone. So, so yeah, we see an influx in high school students because of the emergence of the cell phones. A mm-hmm. lot of it is happening in schools. But with these social media sites, it's scary. Right. You know? And I, I tell every kid I know, watch the movie Taken. It just don't end like that,
0: right? <laughs> no, yeah, uh,
1: that's it. Because we don't have
0: those skills. <laughs>
1: no, 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 I don't have those skills, baby. I love you. I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a fight to the end of the world, right? The end of the earth, but you know, we don't. You can have only those go,
0: so we don't even right. go so far.
1: only go so
0: far. Let's just close with. Okay, we talked about enabling your location, making sure if you're going to drink, how important it is to have that sober friend or someone that's mm-hmm. watching over you so what other kind of tips or suggestions do you have that you can share
1: well again if something happened regardless of when it happened tell someone because again a lot of people feel like oh it just happened to me and that is again that's so far from the truth regardless of when it happened even if it happened even if it happened when you was a child um, like i said before a lot of times they have certain types of so even though that person may not be fooling with you now, they're fooling with someone else in your family because they fit that profile for them. So tell someone. I had a case some years ago where a five-year-old came forward. And because the five-year-old came forward, I realized this person was raping six other kids in a family, you know, including his own. You know, until someone comes forward, it's going to continually happen. Again, you know, we tell young people, you know, stay out of your phone when you walk. Pay attention to where you're going. Pay attention to your location. Let someone know where you're going. When you when you leave, when you're en route, and when you get there. But most importantly, if you're going out to drink, know your limit. I'm a frat boy. So when we <laughs> throw a party, we might have that noob juice flowing. But guess what? It might be, that noob juice might be totally different at another frat party. You know, I don't know. The, just because you could drink two vodka and orange juices doesn't mean that same vodka and orange juice at this other bar is going to be exactly the same. Sometimes they put more alcohol in it. And then also pay attention to surround it, because a lot of times you may not be you may not be paying attention. And if you sit your drink down, and I, I I tell people all the time, never sit your drink down. They could easily spike it with something like Vazine. Vazine is a drug, a rape drink, a rape date drug. And you never know it's in your system. It disappears real quick. You're out. You don't remember anything. And it is it's, it's demoralizing what happened to people, you know, in that condition. So pay attention to your surrounding. Have that person who doesn't drink. Never sit your drink down. And always stay in contact with someone, regardless. If You're going from one bar to the next. Hey, we're going over here. We're going over there. You know, because a lot of times when we get the call, where was the last time you saw them? Well, they was at that bar. They left two, three hours ago, and we have no clue where they are. So, Yes. So. And I
0: think that's kind of a big trend, especially in cities like New Orleans or mm-hmm. any other big cities. I know like when I go to Chicago, it's a big pub hopping. Mm-hmm. So you go bar to bar to bar to bar mm-hmm. like a thing. So that's like New Orleans, the same thing. Like you mm-hmm. go somewhere, then somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that point because that's something I wouldn't think about too. Like don't just share your location. Hey, I'm going... <laughs> to point Mm -hmm. a and you're Mm -hmm. like six points down somewhere else. Right. 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 So very good information. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Merrick for your expertise. And so I always close my show with something called a life check. Anyone follows me or you read my book, you know that I have something called life checks in each chapter to kind of summarize what we've covered so far, make sure we reiterate any pertinent details. So basically what I just wanted to do as a life check today is to reiterate, like Lieutenant Merrick said, educate, educate yourself, educate your family educate your children, because I can promise you that your education or sharing some of this information with someone that you love, they will share it with someone else that maybe doesn't have access to this. And it just keeps going and going. So that information sharing is super important. One, the basic things that we as older adults are like, Oh yeah, I know that, share your location, do what I gotta do, don't be on my phone. Guess what? You ain't the ones we worried about in this this topic. With age comes wisdom, but we're talking about your grandchildren or your children or your nieces or whoever, nephews. Like we said, it's just, you know, it's gen, it's not gender specific. So anyone can be affected. Share that information with them and then make sure that you're constantly aware of your surroundings. Make sure you're not putting yourself into any bad situations. And the last thing that Lieutenant Merrick said that I thought was very, very important is how important it is to report if something does happen to you. Mm -hmm. You didn't do anything. The person was wrong for taking advantage of you. You need to report it. And I think Mm -hmm. that as survivors of an assault, We just have to kind of change that philosophy and thought process and understand how important it is to report this because not only are you talking about what happened to you, but you could stop what happened to you happening to someone else. else, So, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. So it can be a chain reaction. All this great information, because of course, we want to make sure that we continue going Beyond the Fit.